When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, hello everybody. This is Cyrus Butler from the Peaceful Podcast. I'm about to tell you my HBCU experience. Mr. Cyrus Butler. I want y'all to remember that name because one day he's gonna be directing the most impeccable orchestral ensemble you've ever heard. So in this episode, I got Mr. Cyrus Butler. He's going to be talking about his experiences at an HBCU and his journey through music. So I want you to sit back, relax, and be peaceful. So peaceful. Thank See why we picking this mother? Yeah, I forgot about this park. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, why school? So before we get started, go ahead and let the people know where they can find you and any projects you're working on in the future. Okay, cool. Um, you can locate me on uh, also on Instagram at Mr. Underscore C Butler, all lowercase. Mm-hmm. Also on Snapchat, um, Penguin Smurf, all lowercase as well. Um, yeah. So I'm Cyrus Butler, and uh, I attended a historically black college university called Bethune-Cookman University on October 3rd, 1904, when Mary McLeod Bethune opened the Daytona Literary, excuse me, and Industrial Training School for Negro Girls with a dollar fifty cents. Hmm. Faith in God and then five little girls. Throughout her lifetime, the school underwent like several stages of growth. You know, May 24, 1919. Sorry, this is a lot of history. I didn't know he was going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> The, uh, the Daytona Educational Industrial Institute changed for Daytona and uh, it became an industrial institution. In 1923, the school merged with Cookman Institute of Jacksonville, Florida and became co-ed while it also gained prestigious United Methodist Church affiliation. Hmm. Cookman Institute began in 1923. It was finalized in 1925 when both schools collaborated and became the Daytona Cookman Collegiate Institute. Hmm. <clears throat> I just want to move to our main part real quick so we can get into the experience. Um, and then uh, in 2007, I forgot the day it was, but in 2007, that's when mm. the school finally became a university. There we go. Yeah. That's when we moved from BCC to BCU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, I remember uh, originally I wanted to go to BCU after graduating 2015, but I couldn't attend because I didn't have a high school diploma. Period. So if I didn't have a diploma, then financial aid... Uh, would be hard for me and I would have to pay everything out of pocket and scholarship it wouldn't really be granted to me I have to pay everything out of pocket so uh, I had to wait I, I hold off a year so I uh, took uh, my ACT test again and whatever test I needed to take to uh, obtain my diploma and uh, I took like I took every test possible I took GD test I tried to take the FCAT reading again and I took the ACT test the reading por- portion. I can care less about the other portions, but um, I finally obtained like a great score on the ACT reading portion, and then I pulled up to my high school, and literally, 
um, uh, showed them my proof, and then they just literally printed out a diploma right in front of my face. Damn, like, that's oh, crazy. Cool. Yeah, that's how it works. Like, you pass, you show them your score, and then they go print out your diploma right there in the office. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yo, I'm freaking happy right now. That's so cool. Yeah, yo, that, that crap was stressful. Like, it could, like that, that's a stupid requirement because, like, other states were, like, they, they got some different procedures. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I had to be patient. I didn't I didn't mind. Um, Mr. Wells, the band director, when I talked to him before, he always told me that, trust me, a year's going to go by quick, and you mm-hmm. can do a lot within that time frame. So I know you're going to get it. So I was like, okay, cool. So I finally passed, and I was on track. I'm literally doing financial aid. I finally got my diploma, did all my um, – I applied to the school again, re-auditioned for Mr. Mm-hmm. Wells again uh, when he came back to Piper and I pulled up a re-audition. I remember that. Yeah. I remember you seeing because um, uh, Mr. Jackson was telling me, you don't want to you don't want audition, audition for Dr. Wells? And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, and then, yeah, I was there. I remember that time uh, I pulled up all dressed up with my saxophone, played again. He was like, I, can't, I remember this. He was like, ugh. I can offer you twelve thousand. So I was like, okay, that's straight. That ain't shit. So I took that. Oh, that was how? I, it was like about twelve or thirteen thousand. I forgot which one it was. But a year or like just yeah, scholarship. Some. Yeah, for like you know housing and then uh, covering um, other things too as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So um, so that happened. So I attended BCU fall twenty sixteen. And uh, I already knew what I was getting myself into. Cause I'm going to a, a black university where mm-hmm. the majority is African-Americans and such. So I already knew what I'm getting myself into. Because like, I'm from um, Broward County, Florida. It's very diverse over here. Broward so, County, you feel me? Nine so you feel me? Yeah, you know, I have a lot of black friends, Hispanic friends, uh, Asian friends. So like, it's very all over the place for me. So like, for me, going to a historical black university... It's like it's it was pretty cool because mm-hmm. like I was already comfortable and like I already know like what kind of vibes I could give people like um, also like to like what to say and what not to say because you know I'm like I'm Filipino and such mm-hmm. but I can't say certain things you know you sure cannot yeah I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so you know uh, I remember when I first stepped on campus um, I was a freshman also I was in the marching band as well I mm. played a uh, tenor sax or I played saxophone in general but in marching band throughout my years in uh, Bethune-Cookman, uh, I played tenor sax all all four years for marching band. And then when it came to concert band series, I just moved to the alto saxophone. So um, for the for the culture, it was pretty cool. Cause I, uh, the, the school is faith-based mm-hmm. and there's a lot of, it, it, it looks like, it looks like the school could do more to itself, but like, it's very historical. Like you still got buildings that are still there. Mm-hmm. Um, certain dorm halls which they're probably fixing up or whatever yeah. trying to get rid of i've seen some of the pictures a little kind of uh let me tell you la fever bro oh that's a that's a cell block right there i know. Fever and uh the white uh, brick walls that's what i, I remember i think j flow <laughs> j flow is ugh, i hate j flow my senior year but yeah um there it was like it's very humble to be a part of like a band with the band because like i wanted to be in the band at first i wanted to join famu's band but then as time went on i see what was going on with them you know Yikes. things were getting a little dramatic with them mm-hmm. so i was like okay i'm gonna go with bcu again so being in the band is pretty cool it teaches you a lot of life lessons mm-hmm. the band itself because like it's like 300 plus members within the band 
Yeah, that's a big uh, ass band. Yeah, really big band. Uh, I remember my first day, like, crab camp. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. When I was Getting crabbing. Your ass beat. Nah, not V, but nah. <laughs> you don't have to tell us. We nah, know you got nah. your ass beat. I don't know if you're trying to like say nah, face man. or you're trying to like say face for your um your alma mater. Oh, I know y'all nah. was getting your ass beat. Nah, it was more of like it's more of like a physical like exercise stuff. Mm. I remember it was crapping. Um, sectionals. I oh I hated sectionals. Mm-mm. Oh my god, I dislike sectionals so much. Um, cause it, it was so physical. We're doing all these exercises. It's like oh. You don't remember this song? All right, bet. Let's go. Let's we're gonna play. Let's go Wildcats marching <laughs> every time or squat. It was always about the squats. What do you mean? Let's let's go Wildcats marching. So you have to march. Yeah. So you know that's 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 the school song. That's mm-hmm. the song. So every time like we mess up if we don't know the music, he'd be like, okay, scootoo, <laughs> clack clack. Oh, and then you just gotta you gotta play you gotta play like my part and then the altos gotta play their part when i was crabbing i was the only tenor sax oh so you had to play that shit class. extra loud. yeah i have to play it extra and then all my freshman brothers and sister they're on alto so i have to play mine more out mm. also like uh with the school it was faith-based mm-hmm. and uh we there's this hall called whitehall that's where like it's a nice inside it's like a little mm-hmm. old but like very nice church vibe with it mm-hmm. uh, also with dr bethune she's buried on the campus Really? Yeah, that's what uh. That's beautiful. That's what many people don't know. What like they're like I got questions like oh where is she buried? And I'm like on campus, wow. literally in the middle of the campus, like right by her house. Her house is still on the campus too. Wow. Yeah, I remember my freshman year I took a tour, um, just for a class, it was for a freshman seminar. You're like we gotta meet here. I remember Miss Towns, Miss <laughs> Towns. Yep. Yeah, she was like meet here at um Mary's house and. We're going to take a tour, and that's your grade for the day. And I was like, okay, bet. That's cool. So took a tour. Yo, that house is so vintage. All the things are vintage in that house. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never been. Because when when ooh. was um Miss Mary McLeod born? Um, I forgot, but it was around the 1800s, I believe. Yeah. Um, she was like an educational uh, pioneer because she always, like, believed in education mm-hmm. and learning. Like, that's what she wanted to do when she started all this, uh, her journey and everything, and to, like, grow into the process. Mm-hmm. Um, 1875. That's yeah, beautiful. 1875, yeah. 1875. She was born exactly 10 years after slavery was abolished. Yeah. yeah. What, what was it? What date of birth? It said July June. 10th. July 10th. July 10th. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. South Carolina. In South at, Carolina. At that time. You already know South Carolina was on at the time. Yeah, exactly. June 19th, 1865, 10 years later, Miss Mary McLeod Bethune was born. Isn't yeah. that wild? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And I know one thing about um, Bethune-Cookman University, because I applied, and I got accepted. Oh, trust me, they're going to accept anybody. Yeah, if you've got a GPA, you're going to get accepted. <laughs> but one thing I did notice is that um, to be accepted, you have to turn in. Did you do an essay on Mary McLeod? No, I, 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 there was like an essay question. I don't know. Uh, I forgot what mine was about. But what, they they enforced that or something? Or Yeah, when I applied oh. uh, back in 20... 2015 oh really yeah i had to um write up you didn't write the essay no i wrote an essay i forgot what it was about how long was your essay because my shit was long oh for real i think about like two pages or something no my shit was like three pages <laughs> i had to, we had to do a biography on mary mcleod bethune what? and obviously this was like that that's easy that was six years ago and i don't remember yeah, shit from the essay no nah, for real it'd be like that um yeah so uh, the cool part was i remember um 
going in the house, like it was a two story house, and it's like everything is like what you see in like those old time movies mm-hmm. or like a movie that's just like making it like from the from the era and such. Mm-hmm. You see the old ovens and everything, mm-hmm. like the, yo, the wood that oven. was so cool. Yeah, like oh my goodness. And then going upstairs, Eleanor Roosevelt and Mary McLeod Bethune were best friends. So every time Eleanor um, Roosevelt was in town mm-hmm. with uh, her husband. Uh, Mary McLeod Bethune always had a guest room for her upstairs. Wow. Yeah. I was like, yo, that's so cool. That's oh, nuts. Yeah. One thing I know about um, about BCU, culture is a big thing for them. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? From the, when you first go on a website, you see the colors, like that maroon and gold is everywhere. You're going to know that maroon and gold. You're going to know uh, the story of Miss Mary McLeod Bethune before you even, like, get accepted to the college. You know Especially what I'm saying? Especially in marching band, you needed, like, when you're crabbing in any band you're learning how to be in the band you mm-hmm. feel me like we were in high school we didn't know what the hell was going on with mr jackson mm-hmm. <laughs> i remember when i stepped in i my first day in band camp summer band camp i came in cargos mm. i didn't know what i was getting myself into dying <laughs> yeah yo i was like oh man i came in the wrong so the next day i came in properly dressed like oh my goodness so um with the band also the alma mater they stressed that uh, mm. my section leaders and other section leaders stressed down the freshmen because no lie, uh, people who attend BCU right now and who isn't in the marching band, or there's some in the marching band, they don't know the alma mater. Mm-hmm. That, that's what stressed me out a little bit because, like, okay, yeah, like, the school, yeah, there's events and whatever, but, like, you go into the school, you at least got to know, exactly. like, the alma mater if you don't, like, finish at that school too a lot of people don't know that but alma mater means my first mother yeah my first mother so when you sing your alma mater when you like play the alma mater oh, yeah. you're singing a song for your mom you know what i'm saying because your college is where you become you that's where you make your biggest mistakes in your life the greatest like choices you ever make will be in this in this this campus yeah and so for you not to know that and then one thing about uh bethune um y'all alma mater is a prayer yeah um very written by Mary McLeod Bethune herself. Oh, she wrote yeah. that. Well, this, this shit is lit then, now. We uh, learning a lot of goddamn facts today. And then, uh, damn. I remember uh, when the band. Uh, I remember with the a little band history. Uh, FAMU they started way before uh, Cookman. Started. Oh, way yeah. before. Yeah, they were they were showmans on the field all the time. Like, um, it was very amazing. Um, actually, a, a little fact: uh, FAMU actually helped BCU start out with uh instruments because before it was the marching men of cookman where it's just men mm-hmm. it was like a small brass band i believe so yeah and then um as time went on oh yeah famu uh marching band they were helping out uh bethune cookman's uh directors at the time like the old days like back in the days like those 1900s mm-hmm. um and then uh my band director is actually uh, mr portier amazing arranger like mm-hmm. if you i i was so honored to be in that band and to play mr p's arrangements dude like that man had the mind to arrange to arrange mm-hmm. because he's been doing it for so long because he was actually a student at the school he played trumpet oh so that's the thing about it's like everything is just culture yeah so like you come up in here, you've broken, and you have to, like, mend yourself to be a part of this this organization. Yeah. Then you grow, you learn, and then you come back as a doctor teaching what you experience. Yeah. And what you professionally know. Yeah. That's Mr. crazy. Uh, Mr. P was a student, and then he graduated and such and got a job. Mm-hmm. And then 
he came back. I forgot the story behind it, but he came back and then um, became a brass instructor and also arranging music for the band. And then uh, I know that's a fucking honor, Mr. Man. Wells. Uh, he's Dr. Wells now because he obtained the honorary doctorates back in uh, 2017 or 2018, I believe. I forget which year it was, mm-hmm. but it was one of those two years. Um, it was at a commencement for the spring, and he obtained an honorary doctorate from the school. So he didn't have a doctorate before? No, it was just Mr. Wells, you feel me? Damn. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, I think a master's in something, but yeah. But, um... Yeah, and then Mr. Wells was actually Mr. P's student at the time when mm. Mr. Wells was in school. So, you know, Mr. P showed him some, and then, like, as time went on, Mr. Wells taught, you know, um, and then he became director of bands at Bethune-Cookman. Um, forgot the year, but Mr. Wells has done a lot. Mr. Wells and all the band staff, like uh, Mr. P, Mr. Ore, the percussion instructor, mm-hmm. and then uh, everyone else in the mix. Oh, and Mrs. Freeman, his... Uh, receptionist you know mm-hmm. the lady at the desk in his office yeah mrs freeman Is she mean? no no mrs freeman like i mean she she like she can have a little attitude <laughs> but mrs freeman oh man that's the lady right there she mm-hmm. cool as a you know short lady mm-hmm. she has a lot of power i'm telling you mrs freeman at first it's miss williams that's what everyone knew her as but she got married like a few years back oh shit come now on with mrs freeman mm-hmm. so like everyone started to adjust to mrs freeman yeah, that lady, she does a lot for, like, everything, like, you know, organizing things from, like, our um, our band dues, you know, when we pay for our band mm-hmm. kits and T-shirts and such. She organizes that, the hotels, our traveling, mm-hmm. um, uniforms, mm-hmm. and then other things. Like, she's very powerful woman. She does a lot for um, everything she does for so long. Damn. Um, I remember um, performing my first performance. I was nervous because, literally, I'm wearing – the whole uniform and everything. I'm like, yo, it was a, uh, I think it was a, I forgot, it was a MIAC SWAC thing or it was like a first home game. It was us versus Alcorn State. Oh. And that, that game, uh, the, from my first game, that game was like, it was terrible because the weather was affecting everything. Mm-hmm. So once the lightning warnings, everything was going on, we literally had to sit under the bleachers yeah. for like a couple hours. You want to get until uh yeah until they gave us a confirmation like what we should do and literally that game was so bad i was really sitting there like oh, i'm just gonna take a nap or something because we we don't know what's gonna happen we don't know if we're going back up we don't know if we're about to go because of how bad the weather is mm-hmm. so yo we just sat there for two hours or so and nah <laughs> like they canceled that game because of the Gosh, weather yeah. I was like, okay, first game, I don't care. But it was so cool, like, when you... I remember in high school, when you see another band, or if they came, you see another band across the field, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little something, a little more entertainment. Mm-hmm. In college, that was pretty cool. When you see another band, oh, man, that was cool. Because it's more on a line. in a black college band. It hits different. You yeah. Get, you get more turnt, you know? You start having fun. But, like, with our band, very disciplined. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, in high school mr jackson um he showed what discipline was and then you know how how us we were at the time high schoolers discipline was all right you know but in college band discipline yo that's a different level like mr wells will check you your section leaders will check you man if you're not even a section leader they still gonna check you Mm -hmm. you know but accountability yeah yeah so we 
we would be disciplined in the stands. I remember when I was crabbing, I sat in the stands like a statue. You can ask her. She's seen me crab. Mm -hmm. I'm literally sitting there. In the I've stands. seen the videos. Yeah, I'm sitting there. I'm looking at the clock the whole time. Literally looking at the clock. Waiting for halftime? Yeah, until halftime. Yeah, like, unless my section leader wants me to do something, he'd be like, hey, bro, count how many people are over there. I'm like, uh, it's a lot of people in that band. I don't know. Yeah, crabbing for me, it was a little stressful because hmm. like, it, it was aggravating. Because, you know, what? until in my head, I started thinking the point of everything. I understand they're trying to teach us how to be in this historic band. Mm -hmm. but the band has such a reputation. Of course. Great reputation. They were always giving us all these exercises because I found out the day uh, we call it mudding mm -hmm. when we get like jumping jacks and all that. We call that mudding. So when we're out on the field, I remember when Mr. Wells mudded us. Mr. Wells said, "Put your instruments down." Fuck. Yeah, he's like, uh, take, he's like, take four steps forward, put your instruments down, take four steps back, left knee, whistle, beep. <laughs> hold that, yep. Hold that. Hold it. Yeah, and he'll literally go up and down the field, and if he, he also got on the big people. He feel mm -hmm. me? He always got on the big people. He'll be like, "Come on now." Get get that knee up, boy. You know, like it was crazy. And then we'll do like sixty-four counts of jumping jacks mm. until he felt he was success. He felt it was like good for, good enough for us. So it was like phase one wasn't that bad. Phase two, he'll just extend the duration of jumping jacks and mm -hmm. knee lifts. And then phase three was us like getting on the ground, like planking, push-ups. Getting dirty. Yeah, dude. And getting then my dirty. rank. My rank was very, very historic. My rank was called, my rank was rank 30 on the what field, freshman there. Like rank when you're positioned on the field, like when you see us in halftime mm -hmm. and we're all like in the, in like certain spots, like, you know, when we're in spaces and stuff. We're mm -hmm. not like fam, we're like, we crunch everyone all into one line. Mm -hmm. So like there's four people to a rank, you know, like the, in between the yard lines basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So four people, right? Be specific so they can understand you. Oh, I know okay. what you're talking about. Okay, so like when you're on a football <laughs> field, so like um, say bef between the 50-yard line. That's the middle of the field. Yeah, and like um, the 45-yard line. I think that's what it's called. I haven't seen football in a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, so uh, just imagine four people like just in in, in the space of the between the lines. Got yeah, you. there you go, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, in band, in our band, we call them company fronts, like, we have four company fronts, mm -hmm. so like four huge lines going across the field. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we all have ranks. So like we'll start from mm. the first company front from the right, and that's rank one going all the way down. And then we came to the next one all the way down. Now I was in the third company front, and my rank was called rank 30, but there's a history behind rank 30. It was called Dirty 30. Mm. So the reason it's called thir Dirty 30 is because there's all this dirt dead grass yeah and dirt it's just straight dirt i was literally getting dirty because i had to go as a freshman you're supposed to go full out all the time we do like rehearsal run-throughs even if mr wells isn't outside i still gotta go full out and whatsoever unless my sexual leader be like hey just take, take it, it easy, easy. A little because once he comes out then then you really gotta pump then it up. you really gotta pump it up exactly because you stay ready and gotta get ready yeah so um that happened, and I remember we were going into phase three of getting muddied by Mr. Wells. We're literally on the ground. We're doing push-ups down, and he tells us to go up. 
I'm literally getting dirty all the time. Doing and then when we do run throughs, ride outs and dance routine, mm-hmm. doing splits and laying back. I'm like, I'm so dirty. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm so dirty. Like it was so disgusting. I was so tired too. I was sweating on my arms and you see dirt on my arms and shit. I'm like sitting like marching back in the band room, sitting down when you tell when like drum majors blow the whistle and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we all sit down. I'm just sitting there in the box, like so dirty right now. I was like, this shower, like dirty and itchy. Yeah, dirty. Yeah, from all the grass. Doing and it shit, for the, the culture. Dirt. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, whatever. So I remember uh, the week before a classic. There's a there's a thing where you have to wear our t-shirts like every day. The same t-shirt every day. Mm. That was disgusting, dude. You had to like wash it. No, you don't wash it. You just wear the same shirt. You wear the one that one same shirt every day until the last rehearsal of the classic. Mm. And Yo, that's your rite of passage. Oh yeah, dude. Oh my goodness, that was so disgusting. But I was like, I'm doing it for the culture and tradition that they've been doing. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when they be writing on my shirt. Oh my goodness, <laughs> putting buttons and everything <laughs> on my shirt. Yo, man, I ain't gonna lie. When they told me to do a skit, I did it to its fullest extent. If they be like, hey, go tell them, fuck you to their face. I'll go over there and be like, fuck you. Oh, my God. Yeah. So oh my and then God. I'll run back to my spot. Then the person come over and be like, all right, who sent you over here? I'll be like, in the box, just looking straightforward, not saying anything. Then my sexual leader come over and start laughing. Like, hey, bro, it's all good. He cool. <laughs> On the bullshit. Oh, my section leader at the time, uh, he went to Dillard. And he was from Broward. Mm. So he already knew about me a little bit. Because he knew who I was in Piper and shit. So, you know, I was like, okay, this is going to be cool. And he played the same instrument as me, tenor sax. Uh, Kyle Graham is a very talented individual. He also does, like, keys. Very great on mm-hmm. the keys. And then um, very well on the saxophone. I think he also does, like, um, certain DJing production or such. But he's a very talented individual, Kyle Graham really great guy um i enjoyed when it was homecoming because mm. that's peak oh, culture yeah dude it's in the name homecoming yeah come home i think oh yeah homecoming was more always in october mm, so and sweet. also what we had in october when i was in daytona it's called biketoberfest we mm. got bikers coming from all around and it's called biketoberfest merging with bcu homecoming so you see all the black bikers and shit mm. coming down the ave in their bikes and whatever and it's like all the culture is on the ave you got all these vendors food people selling um merchandise and such of clothes it's a lot of culture especially when uh most people always came back for like of course the football game and then mm-hmm. homecoming festivities and also the band that was that was pretty cool it's um, the pride yeah, yeah, the pride, man. I remember uh, doing the always doing the homecoming parades. We have to wake up so oh homecoming game the day of homecoming, the game itself. You have to wake up so early. You're literally doing everything all day. Like, dude, like, oh man, like first in the morning we do the parade, and then he'll give us like an intermission for a little, probably about an hour. Mm-hmm. Just to chill, whatever. They come back, put the uniform on, head out to the game, got to do pregame, and then halftime. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, the parades were cool because, like, literally, when you come down the street, it's just all these people, all these folks. Like, oh, like, also with the parade, you also have, like, locals and then local high schools and then uh, certain high schools from Georgia that'll come. Because usually when uh, my band director would invite high schools from, like, um, different 
areas of Florida mm-hmm. or maybe some in Georgia and so. And uh, at the end of the homecoming game, we'll let the high schoolers do a do their halftime shows in front of us, and then we all just chill and just watch them. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. I ain't gonna lie. I was watching high schoolers. Uh, them high schools in Georgia be very talented. I ain't gonna lie. Those are some talented individuals. Mm-hmm. Georgia school, Georgia high schools, like marching bands. They they got a lot of talent. It's the culture. Yeah, it's the culture. So what I want to ask you, marching band takes up a lot of your life. You know, I yeah. Did, I did the free trial version of marching band in high school. Yeah, which was like the diet. Like extreme diet version of what you did. Oh yeah. Um, so how did you balance? Oh, school and marching band. Exactly. Ah, uh, okay. So honestly, when uh, when when you're granted money at our school, we give like a lot of money, cause I I I know people that um been granted like literally twenty thousand, fifteen thousand, seventeen thousand, mm-hmm. and that's really good, cause I know their playing ability. I would hear them. I'm like, yeah, you. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, you're. You're going to be in symphonic band. I know you're going to be mm, in symphonic band. Not symphonic. I mean, I like concert band, too, because Mr. P will play some really great music in concert band. He'll select it and be like, let's sight read this. And I'll be like, Mr. P, we got to play this. I remember one time he pulled out Elsa's. Ooh. Man, I wanted to play that so Ooh. bad. I wanted the first alto to that part. Mr. Wells always told us it's like a business because you're granted this money, and you're responsible to do your part as a student to keep up with your classes and academics. And you're going to class. Cause the band staff always stress you have to go to class. They they always say it every year. You know, they always give us these little talks, mm-hmm. life lessons, and then going to class is important, you know. Uh, Cause if they're gonna find out if you are or not, or yeah, if you're failing, like, cause, pe- cause teachers gonna snitch. Of course. Teachers gonna tell on you. Um Cause uh, I remember one time I had a D in the class. Sure. I went I went for a progress report. Mr. Wells, he he does it like every spring semester. You show him what you have from the fall semester, mm-hmm. and literally he'll determine if you're gonna like keep the same amount or he's gonna cut something. Cause mm. I've known some people that like did terrible. He'll cut your scholarship. Yeah, he'll cut it by like just uh, just like five hundred or so. He'll start at five hundred, then. If you get if you make it worse then he'll go up to a thousand but if it came to games and you mess up during a game or something or if he catches you on some stupid stuff oh yeah he's gonna take money but trust me Damn. that man will take money i've seen him i witnessed him kick someone out the band in front of my eyes like we all in the band room about to dismiss he said so so thank you for being a part of this program and serving but please step out of the band room you're free to go I Damn. was like, yeah, the whole room was quiet. I was like, wow. I was like, oh, man. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> That's one of those moments. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you always got to keep up with your courses, especially depending on what you're majoring in. Because, like, there's a lot. All majors are hard. That's how mm-hmm. that's how I feel. Like, exactly. Even just being a regular music major, that's hard, too, because you have to focus on your primary instrument, and you got to keep up with the courses and then your electives that go along and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, being uh, being a student and being in the band, it wasn't that bad to me because like uh, marching band was full band started at six. Well, that's when warm up, play B flat scales and such, and then uh, go into the alma mater, play a few stand tunes. Basically, band is like six to nine. Um, sectionals probably five. But if you're a freshman, you gotta go earlier. But yeah, uh, you just gotta. Uh, you just got to know how to, like, set yourself up to balance it out. 
Because like, I remember when I came in, I didn't know what to do. But I was like, eh. I'll just like finish um, I'll just finish some work before going to uh, marching band. Cause I was like, if I only got one assignment, I'll just knock it out, and then I'll just chill the rest of the night. Um, when it comes to uh, weekends, like every Saturday is like a home game. They give us the schedule, like they'll cut some games out, and so we'll do this, and we'll, we won't go there, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, when we do away games, I see how some people are studious. They bring their homework and such on the bus into hotels mm-hmm. that's what we did uh when i was in music theory with some of my homies we would like bring our homework on the trip if it's like a long bus trip i remember uh, going to indianapolis that was like 23 hour bus ride i had my music theory God homework damn. yeah dude <laughs> i know i know dude that bus ride Fuck was that. stressful so i had my music theory homework i had some uh really smart people in music theory that already passed the course now i ask them like yo can you tell me if this like this rhythm writing is good real quick with the chords and progressions I put in? Mm-hmm. And they'll give me some feedback, and I'll like, okay, I'll fix that and whatever. Like, um, being a student and being in the band, it, it just takes it'll take it'll take up some of your time. But if you, as long as you know how to, um, so it sounds like basically you have to mend the two. Yeah, you have to bring them together. As long as you know how to like, um, how do you say? As long as you know how to like. Um, plan and like um, there's a word I can't think of it but as long as you know how to plan your things right and, and so allocate time yeah yeah oh timing time management there we go you, it's all about time management cause literally if marching band is going on from like 6 to 9 and like say you get out of class early in the day like at 1 you still have like a gap before marching band it's like relax and then try to get some work done mm-hmm. uh, when it came to weekends I love doing most of my work on the weekends, especially when we didn't have a game on a weekend. I, I love it when I get my work done on the weekend. So like, mostly for me as a student, um, I would get my work done way before like the weekend. That's how I like to do it. Uh, within the spring semester, when there's there's no marching band basically. Mm-hmm. So it's just ensembles like symphonic, concert band, pet band. Pretty dry. Yeah, it's pretty dry. So like the weekends are you. The weekends is for you to literally get everything done. Cause that's why I did every weekend. I get all my homework done, and uh, after that I just go chill, do whatever I want. Yeah, Saturday like I'll develop. I'll I'll devote a whole Saturday morning, like nine to whatever, just to do all the work I need to do, like. And yeah, I'm gonna be tired in the end, but yeah, it was worth it because you know, I did that shit. You know, what was that one year like before you went to Cookman? I remember when we pulled up to the school. I had all my shit in the car, mm-hmm. um, and we kept fucking with the administration. And there's nothing they could pull. There's nothing Mr. Wells can do either. So, drove back. Oh, you stuff. went. You drove to Daytona. Yeah, on the day like 2015, I was supposed to go in. On the day I was supposed to move in. Mm-hmm. Like I had all my things And then we tried to see If they could like no, Accept me it. in a way Yeah But nah They couldn't do anything Cause They're a private institution They could do whatever they want They mm-hmm. have their own rules They're not where They follow the state Public school um, Public college mm-hmm. um, lo- Rules and such Cause public colleges they, they go by the state Exactly Yeah And then us private universities like Any private university they, they go by their own standards And sets so at that time I couldn't make it, so I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna take the year off." I was really disappointed. No cap, I was just like, "Fuck, man." 
I really wanted to go, and it was I was watching people's like Instagrams and stuff. And mm. I was like, man, oh, like, come fuck? on, bro. I'm like, yo, like come on. I really wanted. It. I was like, oh, it was aggravating. But you know, I was like, I ain't gonna stop. I'm a, I'm gonna pass one of these tests. Con the GED, I even took the GEDs, bro. I passed like two portions of the GED, like the history and the um, probably the math portion. Mm-hmm. And then I had, like, reading and something else left over. I forgot what it was. So, you know, I had, like, two. I passed two, and I kept taking the ACT whenever, like, the time was. I, like, for real. I'll pull up to Terravella or wh- wherever it was hosted every time. And I would keep taking it. And then, you know, once I – there was a time where I had, a t- I had to get a tutor just for that part. And then she helped. But mostly she didn't because exactly. she just gave me the paper and just did it. And then – I'll give it back to her, and she'll give me, like, the right answers. Or she'll discuss what I did, and that mm-hmm. was it. Honestly, in my view, she didn't really help me. <laughs> she just paid it for nothing. I did, I did, yeah. I was like, yo, I was like, I did this for nothing. You did it for the culture, though. Yeah, so um, <laughs> when I took the ACT test, I finally passed, and then I just started getting right back on the track. Um, During the time frame, I was a little, I was a little depressed because uh, back in high school, like in the last podcast we talked about, I, uh, I was going through, like, this terrible breakup. Exactly. Uh, I was depressed still within that time frame. I really was. Um, Cause I started experimenting with myself where I was doing like certain drugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, you love that though. Yeah, yeah. You like I that. went more into the extreme version though with the. Uh, oh, we don't love that part though. Yeah, with the yeah. Most people didn't know, but you know, uh, I I only had like a, I only hung out with a few people at a time. So, I uh, I experimented with LSD. Um, Shrooms, uh, promethazine, codeine, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, marijuana because anyone can marijuana. Hey, anyway. let me go home real quick. <laughs> yeah, like, um, I did all that, and then, uh, when I found out I finally passed, I, I started cutting down. I was like, okay, I passed. Mm. So let me just before because I was frying out my brain too much. You feel me? Like, my brain was getting fried out way too much. You guys, Kurt, I was getting fried out. Joy way is here too much. if you if y'all was wondering, yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> follow me on Instagram at 2TILYOJ. <laughs> okay. So, uh, as I started going through that, you feel me? Um, I, I, was all, I was happy when I was back on track. Mm-hmm. And then I could do financial aid, um, like, legitly now, because I have a diploma and shit. Plus, I remember I still got my diploma, you feel me? Like, I'll, I'll put that anywhere. Like, uh, in my house, my dad will always put it right there on the tank. Boom, it's right there. Like, at first, I wasn't going to take no damn certificate of completion. Like, you got mm-hmm. me fucked up. Right. Hell no. Four years, I did all this shit. I don't even know shit. what I did with that paper, but. Fuck that said, shit. fuck that paper. I was like, fuck man, that paper. hell no. So, uh, as time went on, it's already springtime, and uh, I auditioned. And then uh, I, I tried to stay away from a bad crowd of people <laughs> before going to school. Mm-hmm. I got into a lot of scenarios before going to Cookman mm-hmm. as a freshman. Like, um. Uh, I was with a. Uh, I would always be in Miramar from time to time. Fuck, not Miramar. During the week. Yeah, uh, hanging with some bad crowd of people. Because um, I remember we would get into some moments where, like, I I was surprised, like, I got away with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Got away with them and shit. Like, when the police pulled up, we, we always ran. We always did this and that. And I'm in my head, I'm always shit. thinking, like, yo. I'm about to go to college soon. I was like, I gotta chill a little bit. I gotta chill. The um the one the one time where I thought I was screwed, mm-hmm. it was when, when we went to this house party in Coral Springs, Florida, right? Coral Springs and Broward. Yeah. 
and we literally we pulled up. Uh, it was a big party, and I was I was looking at where the location was of the party. I was like, oh, this neighborhood. I was like, hmm. I was like, this might get shut down, but who knows? So we we just pulled up, and we parked up. We're about, we already rolled up and everything. We're going to the party. Like they told us to go park at this open field down the street. I was like, okay. So we walk into the party. My friend's like, damn y'all, left my lighter, and I want my own lighter. Even though we told him you could use ours, he's like, no, 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 I want my own. Mm-hmm. So we walk back to the car. As we walk back to the car, we hear pop, pop, pop. Oh shit. And then we stop, and then we turn around. We're like looking, and there's people running. And we're like, oh, yeah, we got to go, y'all boys. And this was in Coral Springs. Yeah. Coral Springs police don't play. They sure don't. Oh, those guys are tough. They will shoot the shit out of you. They are tough. If you drive five miles over the speed limit, yeah. your ass going to jail. So we got back to the Mustang, and we started driving off. And there's only one entrance to the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. As we're about to leave out that entrance... Coral Springs police pulled Woo! up and they pulled up with their deputies. They come to our Mustang, assault rifles, AR. Oh, shit. They're like, they're like, they're like, stop, stop, put your hands up, get out the fucking car. I would have shit myself. And then, yo, I'm in the back, like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, and then I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I put a lot of weed in the little pouch, the little, um, oh, the pocket. seat thing. Uh, um, that's like behind the seat, yeah. the little pocket. Mm-hmm. I put a lot of weed behind that thing. And I'm like, oh my God. I mean, he's like, get out the fucking car. You fucking move. I will shoot you. I was like, oh, fuck that. I'm over here, like, getting a little cold as ice. I'm like, yo, I'm nervous. And I'm, I'm getting out the car like this. I'm like, oh, no, the weed is right there, dude. I was oh, like, yo, fuck. I, like, no. I would have been shit I myself. Like, I'm, fucked. I'm fucked tonight. I was like, yo, there's no way. There's going to be a phone call tonight. So I had my hands up. Literally got AR. Everyone that was trying to leave the party, they all get out their car, too, because... The point was, so I sat on the curve. I'm freaking out. Then my homeboy, but them, they're like, yo, Cyrus, you all right? I was like, yo, I'm just really nervous. I was like, y'all, I'm going to school soon. And mm. yo, man, like, this is crazy. And they're like, bro, you're not seeing the point. Remember, it's only gunshots. All right? And I was like, okay. And then what about it? And they're like, they're only looking for the person with the gun. They could care less about our drugs. And I was like, how do you know that? I was like, bro, trust me, I've been in scenarios. That should have been your your red flag. Like, okay, yeah, I'm. A, you know what? There actually, there's one cool cop from Coral Springs. He came over. My homie was like, yo, can I light a cigarette real quick? The cop was like, yeah, bro, just go for whatever. Do do you do what you want to do right now. So he did that, and then the cop comes over. He's like questioning us, and we're like, dude, we just got here. We didn't even step foot on the grass of the house. Like literally, we were like on the street still. Mm-hmm. And this all happened way before we even came to the house. And the officer was like, okay, cool. Like, And this is where like, this is how I know things were cool now. He was like, look, guys, we don't care about all the drugs and shit. We just care about who shot the gun and who has the gun. And I was like, in my in my, in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm relieved Because they know right y'all now. had weed. Yeah, of course. It's a party. What the fuck? Nothing yeah, so me. I'm in relief. Like, oh. I was like, yes. I was like, good, good, good. Oh, man. And then we started leaving, you know. I was just like, yo, did that just happen? Because <laughs> we were, like, one of the first ones to leave because, like, our, literally, our car was, like, right close to the entrance. They're like, they literally, like, they checked us and everything. They're like, okay, you guys you guys are good to go, okay? Like, literally, we had nothing to do with what happened because we just got there. We, mm-hmm. had, we didn't even go that close to the house. And at that time, I started slowing down, hanging out with, like, the Miramar people because those dudes got me into some shit I didn't think I was going to get out of. Oh my goodness. And then um you know summer comes along I'm just like chilling. 
about to go to school, um, get my things together and such. And yeah, just chilling with the homies for the last times before I go. Um, but yeah, every I was still a little depressed after that breakup thing because mm-hmm. I just needed to figure out like how should I do better as a guy, as a man, as a human being in this world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I had to cut some of those homies off because it was so bad at the time. And then my my one homie um, got on parole, so like I had to hang out with him a little bit less because. Of his situation, mm-hmm. so at the time I started like learning how to cut people off because there's times where I I just didn't cut people off. I was yeah. like, yo, fuck you, you in my life, fuck you, I don't care, whatever. You in my life, you're my bro, you my sis, whatever. You cool, we cool, we good all the way. Exactly. But uh, I started learning like how to mature more and then like cut like the negativity out because I didn't want like messed up vibes going into my first year and that those messed up vibes will mess up my first year in school. Mm-hmm. So I had to like cut it down. As I started cutting it down, going into school was like just a little breeze. Because I already knew what was up. Like, yeah, I smoke, I drink, I do this and that. I skate, you know, I play saxophone. Um, I already had a set mindset when I said it. Of who you you are and what you're going to do. Yeah, and then when, you know, my family pulls off, you know, goes back home. I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, dang, this is it right here. I was Mm -hmm. like, all right. Of course, you know, I got a little emotional. But, you know, I was like, okay, I do miss home, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, in that year, that year time frame, it was more of like me trying to tell myself who I am again. Because, mm-hmm. of course, yeah, I was depressed and such, and I experimented with my life. But it was more of like me trying to understand myself again. You just had to bump your head. Yeah. You just had to bump your head a few times. Yeah, and I just wanted to like properly like um, prepare myself for uh, school within that frame. That was important for me. And then knowing who I was, because that was a lot of moments right there in that year gap. Then of course you know I, I met I fooled around a little bit with some females and what's up. Like, oh, okay, Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have any advice for anybody who may be in their one year of like before going to school? No, like that. Or that that same experience that you had that one year. Do you have any advice for anybody that's in their one year? Um, just be patient with yourself. Mm. I had I had to be patient because there's times where I was very impatient, but I just had to uh, self-discipline myself for it. Um, be patient with yourself and also um, take your time with yourself too. If you rush into it, it's not really gonna fall into play real easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just take your time, be patient with yourself, and uh, it's uh, it doesn't hurt to ask for help too. Mm. Yeah. Uh, cause I talked to some homegirls and such, some homeboys, and then, you know, they helped me out a bit. Like, how to understand myself and such. Like, spiritually, not with drugs, but, like, spiritually on, a, like, a meditation kind of level. Mm-hmm. And also, um, it's just all about patience. Like, it's going to come along. Like, in, in the, the end result, it's going to be worth it. Like, you just got to be patient. Un- uh, also, within the time frame, just try to understand yourself more than how others understand you. Because there's people that claim they understand you, but... You want to know that you understand yourself more than they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. That's it. Like yeah. so, like that. Like so, like that. Like so, like that. 